0: Today, we're speaking with Ross Griffin. Hey, Ross, how are you? How's it going, Banter? Well? I am well. I'm very excited to learn about your businesses, plural. Uh, Ross is the founder of Cosmos, as well as the founder of The Fifth Dimension. Somehow, this gentleman is lucked out and lives in Denmark. So, we'll have to figure out how he won the lottery. Actually, bad time. I'm
1: actually living in Ireland. Uh, oh. I, I, lived in Den- I lived in Denmark for uh, 13 years, but uh, we moved back uh, last year. Uh, Kind of mid pandemic, I guess, um, to Ireland. So, uh, but I'm back and forth between the two countries. Which well, is cool.
0: Ireland is pretty wonderful as well. So, I'm jealous nonetheless of both places. But <laughs> Cosmos is a really interesting company. It's a services business, it's a specialist yeah. in commercial management advice the Nordic and Irish construction industry. The fifth dimension is really, uh, I'd say, almost like a parallel business, but on the technology side, really looking at providing that industry with the technology solutions they need to manage those projects more efficiently and really kind of come up with a value-driven cost management model. And so we'll talk about really the two sides of Ross's life as a consultant as well as a tech builder. And I'll leave it up to him as to how he wants to talk about those things. But before sure. we get there, uh, Ross, tell us a little bit about your background
1: and your career. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, uh, my background, I guess I've been in construction for most most of all of my career, actually, for the last 20 odd, odd years. Um, I'm a quantity surveyor by profession, which is A kind of a a cost professional or cost specialist within the construction industry. Uh, It's quite common in Ireland and the UK and and, and some countries uh, as an educational stream for quantity surveying. In many countries, it's not. Uh, So in terms of the global construction industry, uh, you will find a lot of uh, Irish and and British uh, quantity surveyors around the world. So that's, uh, I guess, what you could categorize me as. Um, But uh, for the first number of years, I worked as contractor side um, in estimating uh, in their tendering department and then on site as a as a project controls quantity surveyor. And for the last decade, uh, I've been in the consultancy industry. But as I mentioned earlier on, uh, since 2009, I've been on and off in Denmark. So Denmark is like the, my second home, if you like, albeit I do live in the west coast of Ireland right now.
0: Oh, lovely, lovely. Well, I mean, it's a really interesting industry that you find yourself in. I love the fact that the Irish seem to have cornered the quantity surveyor market. <laughs> but tell us a little bit more about the two businesses. I mean, let's yeah. start with Cosmos and really how you built it and where it's evolved to.
1: Well, um In 2019, myself and two of my business partners, uh, Elia and Kong, who I actually worked with in our previous company, decided that um, we would start up Cosmos and focus on the Danish and Nordic market in terms of cost management services. So we specialize in uh, controlling costs, uh, advising clients in terms of their investment requirements and business cases around uh, major construction projects. and in the Nordics, um, uh, which is a little different to Ireland, you can't actually get a, uh, an education in quantity surveying or cost management. So we kind of see that as an open market for us really. Um, and uh, so 2019, in the first of February, we, we started Cosmos. So for the last three and a half years, basically, we've been uh, we've been busy uh, growing our business and our brand uh, in Denmark um, and, and across the Nordics. And last year we opened an office in, in Ireland and we really focus on digital projects, which is, which is interesting, Ben, because there's many quantity surveying companies uh, around the world, but we, we would consider ourselves very specialist when it comes to digital construction. So using BIM as a, as a, a way of, of delivering projects and very much focused on cost data. So and that's that has, really
0: probably where the fifth dimension comes in.
1: Exactly. So when we started looking at our process within Cosmos, uh, we realized that there was an issue within the industry around cost data and benchmarking and really transparency around, around costs. And we use as Quantity Surveyors, one of our favorite tools is Excel, and we use that quite uh, heavily, I would say, on our projects, and we're very dependent on it. Um, so that we felt that there was a lack of, um, of cloud-based solutions that integrated with our kind of uh, flow on, on our projects when we would deliver uh, cost reports and estimates and so on to clients, but also kind of holding the information within that we could analyze and collect that data, that information, at, along the project life cycle from the very inception right through the project handover and what we realized was that if we can collect all of this very valuable data and begin to layer it on top of each other project after project after project we can begin to analyze it using machine learning and and right. eventually ai and that thing can predict our projects in the future for us not only cost but also risks and time and qualities and so on so again that is the new gold within the construction industry, I would say, and and you would hear an awful lot of it being spoken about um, if you are connected with the industry in the last in the last number of years. So I think it's
0: a really interesting aspect of the shift that you're discussing. I mean, certainly we've seen this broader shift towards data-driven solutions, pretty much in almost every business vertical. You know, however, I would say the commercial, I guess, development space has always been one where anybody's ever been involved in a project has always seen these prices come in at like ridiculously low prices and ridiculously high prices. How do you know what's real in that
1: situation? Yeah, and, and that's that's a very interesting point, right? The construction <laughs> industry, if if you if you look at it in terms of digitization and look across all the industries, it's second from the bottom in terms of digital transformation. The only industry underneath construction at the very, very bottom is agriculture and hunting. So we have we have a lot to do within the industry, but that also means that we can make huge strides with very little in these initial years of digitization and digital transformation. So to come back to your, your, your question on how do you prevent this uh, low price, high price situation It really comes down to standard structures around costs and economies. And then um, that allows you to have a level of detail that you can begin to analyze and really understand the project's value and cost, but also what the supply chain are offering to you within that tendering and procurement process. That's key. You have to be able to link the project economy, the project cost, the estimates, to the supply chain cost and and, and offers coming in. So you you have a link between the two where you can see, are the prices low, are they high? And if you have, let's say three, four, five offers in from the supply chain in a structure that you have produced as a cost consultant against the tender estimate that you produced, you can see a trend on the unit prices and a trend on the total cost coming in. It becomes a very easy discussion with the supply chain then where they may may have made errors, plus or minus, it could be positive or negative, or they have not, Priced in terms of the qualities that are required by the client. And that's really what we're offering within Cosmos. It's that transparency. It's really interesting,
0: you know, listening to you, Ross, it's really the fifth dimension product is actually probably something that would be helpful on both sides of the deal. Right? Absolutely. The buyer
1: and the seller. Absolutely. And like from a client's perspective and an investor or developer's perspective, there really is very little information out there. If you consider, for example, public institution or governmental bodies, for example, like, I don't know, the National Transport Authority. um, Imagine if they were collecting the historical information from their projects for the last three or four decades, and they had that digitized in their database. We could become so accurate in terms of setting our budgets for our projects and creating so much more value for the taxpayers within the industry. That's really where Mm -hmm. the future of this is going, in our opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's an excellent pathway that you've outlined. And certainly with Cosmos, utilizing those types of tools, and then also you developing those tools in the fifth dimension. uh, You guys are in a a really positive place. But let me shift gears a little bit and ask you about the last couple of years. So you you kind of opened up these businesses about a year, year and a half before uh, we found ourselves in the thick of the pandemic yeah tell me a little bit about your journey through that moment
1: i have a bit of a funny story and, and a lot of people can relate to this i guess like most startups you know you 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 start up with uh, uh, trying to 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 reduce your spending if you if you like a little bit so on the first of March in, in Denmark, we had moved into new offices, and on the 16th of March in Denmark, the lockdown came—the first lockdown in the pandemic. So we spent two weeks in our new office, and we had to revert back to working from home and and so on, um, straight away almost. So we had uh, a very little time to settle into that, unfortunately, and and I think many many companies within and many startups within that time uh, were kind of experienced the same challenges, if you like. Um, but I would say we we started the company with one thing in mind, and that was to be a a, a, a cloud based solution to start with. So we are a paperless soft a paperless business. Actually, we we mm-hmm. we do not use paper at all. We don't print, so everything is cloud based. Um, meaning that we the pandemic didn't really affect us that much. The projects we were working on and the clients we were working with uh, transitioned into this uh, kind of remote working uh, that was required. Um, we were using teams anyway within our organization so it wasn't a big thing for us to have conversations like this um so really from from a business perspective uh, in, in our day-to-day working it didn't affect us it mm-hmm. did actually kind of propel us a little bit forward because it became easier for our clients to take on uh, these type of, of ways of working which meant that it really suited the way we worked um mm-hmm. which was which was i suppose really good uh, because now we have a global team working on in many different countries and it's it's all done uh, from a cloud based solution which is which is interesting uh, that's really interesting i love that because the game
0: basically came to you so you had a model you realized that there were these two trends. You needed specialist expertise. You needed to layer in the technology and the digitization of the industry. And you guys were doing that. But it was an interesting moment. I'd just be curious to see what you experienced in the markets that you operate in. Yep. I don't know what happened to the commercial development space during that time. I see a lot of activity now, I can tell you that much. seems like there's
1: an explosion of projects
0: that perhaps were being planned, and I'd just be curious to understand the evolution of that.
1: I think uh, for a lot of the projects that had started prior to the pandemic, continued, um, albeit in a what what would have been a different structure if you like or management structure purely because of the need to work from home and so on but then there over the two years of the pandemic there has been a lot of pent-up tension and a lot of projects were put on hold so now we're coming out of the back end of that and people are really revved up uh, and kind of excited about um, being out of the pandemic so there's a lot of projects Global construction is 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 massive at the moment, um, and of course uh, we would all have heard the stories of supply chain issues and and uh, material price increases, and all of these challenges we now have post pandemic. Because unfortunately, construction does not follow the our, our, our economy; it all always trails behind a little bit because it takes time to get projects up to speed because it takes time to wind down projects and so on. So we're always a quarter or half year behind anything. Uh, so we're now seeing this impact on COVID coming and hitting us in terms of material price and price increases. And as I said, the, the, the global supply market is a bit of an issue.
0: Yeah, and no, I can imagine, I mean, the supply chain has been really slowed and in some places halted completely. Yeah. And uh, certainly the construction industry is right at the center of that. Yeah,
1: And container price, for example, a very simple metric, your container price prices have tripled, if not quadrupled in the last year. So if you had to ship something from China to the US, for example, uh, it, the price for one container has tripled or quadrupled in the last year for that. So everything has been impacted by this. Even your grocery prices at, the, at, at, your, at your grocery store have not been impacted, um, yeah. unless you shop local, of course.
0: Yeah, I was noticing that yesterday. I was at a meeting, a dinner meeting here in Europe. And because of the Ukraine situation, I guess the price of bread has jumped. And so... We, know, we we all noticed that at this fancy restaurant that the supply of bread was suddenly
1: you know reduced dramatically yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's um, a very that's a very small insight into exactly what's happening in many uh, of the industries across Europe yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah.
0: exactly well i mean i love the fact that you're working on both sides of this equation and you know we're in this crazy year i mean you're working in european markets and mm. we've seen obviously more challenges with the situation in the Ukraine and how that impacts things like petroleum prices. And obviously that will impact distribution and logistics for all the goods that your teams and your employers would need. I mean, what does it look like for the back half
1: of this year? As I say, the the construction industry is very busy at the moment. Um, Mm. If you take Ireland as a simple example, we have a housing shortage here in Ireland, Mm. and there is a huge need to to deliver uh, houses and all types uh, across the entire country. Um, So regardless of of supply chain prices and so on, they need to be built because people need homes. So we can see that the industry isn't going to slow down because of these prices. There'll be an adjustment for sure, um, and someone will have to take uh, some type of financial strain on on, on the, uh, uh, the issues that the this supply chain is, is providing, but there is a need. Uh, it's also logistics is another one, for example, uh, available logistics spaces across Europe is at, a, as, at an all time low. So logistics mm-hmm. is another f- uh, area within construction that's booming and so, and so on. So I think uh, we're gonna see, we won't see a slowdown within the industry in the next, next half year for sure. We're playing catch up over COVID now and, uh, and we'll continue to do that um, for the next half year. But wow. to, to be honest, I think it's for the next two to three to four years. That's the way yeah, we see it.
0: I've noticed that. I see huge building projects around the world right now. And hmm. um, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Hmm. I don't know what that means in terms of costs. <laughs> I assume someone has to pay the bill. So I, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah. Um, you know, right now that the, the demand outweighs the supply and we're going to see that continuing going forward. Ross, thanks so much for taking us through what you're no up problem. to with Cosmos and the fifth dimension. If someone wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about what you're
1: working on, where's the yeah. best place to find you? LinkedIn. Uh, just uh, search me on LinkedIn. We do uh, a lot of video posts, we have a, a lot of visual stuff going on and we're very active on LinkedIn. For sure, you can find me on that, but also you can just email me at uh, ross at company. Excellent.
0: Well, we've been speaking with Ross Griffin. He is a double founder of Cosmos, which is a company that provides specialist commercial management advice to the Nordic and Irish construction industry, as well as the founder of The Fifth Dimension which is a company that offers analytical value-driven cost management. It's a company that's really trying to build the technology base, the single source of truth for your project's current and historical commercial activity. Mm-hmm. Using that data to make it more efficient and more profitable probably for the people that are building the buildings and more efficient Absolutely. across the whole system. Ross, thanks so much for being on on Cage today, and uh, look forward to having you back.
1: It was a pleasure. Hope to speak to you soon. Cheers.